0: Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Have You Not Heard? I'm Angel H. Davis. I am your host and happy new year. And if you're a dogs fan, way to go UGA dogs. National championship two years in a row. Just had to say it. All right. So listen, today we're going to catch up Um I was going to do the second half of I Am Enough the last week in December, but I literally lost my voice, so could not do it. (laughs) And then December was fast and furious and um, just was doing life uh, uh, along with battling colds and infections and things like that, but all is well and I pray for you, it is also But today we're going to do the second part of I Am Enough. If you have not listened to the first episode, it was August 25th, episode 90. I would encourage you to go back and listen because today may make more sense if you do that. So without further ado, let's get rolling. So we're jumping back in to lessons I learned way back in 2001. Uh, And not just lessons I learned, but truths that God downloaded in me at my first silent retreat. Um, And if you've never been to a silent retreat or had a day of silence with the Lord or an hour of silence with the Lord, whatever it is, I would highly recommend it as a spiritual practice, especially in this day and age with so much information coming at us, so many voices going on. It's hard to hear God's voice sometimes, and we have to be still and know and um, carve out time to listen to him. We are all hardwired to hear his voice, he says, and we've talked about in other episodes when uh, we've talked about how to hear God's voice in John, he says, uh, you are my sheep and my sheep hear my voice. So if you've accepted him as your savior, um, we accept him as our savior, then we become new and we get his DNA. And that's basically where the enough comes in. In ourselves, we're not enough in him, we aren't enough because he's the perfect one. So dep- to depend on God, we have to let go, let go of all the things that we think we need to hold on to, mainly (laughs) figuring things out ourselves, doing life by ourselves, uh, striving to figure things out, to make things happen. That's really control. Um, we don't see it that way, but it is. And I've talked about that other episodes recently. I got to pray with a good friend who was struggling in a relationship and God, painted this picture in her imagination of her in a pit, like a, a dugout pit that she can't get out of. Um and he's at the top reaching down with both hands. And um as long as she tried to strive, try to help herself get out, she remained in the pit. And he kept lovingly encouraging her to let go and to grab on with two hands to his hands, his hands that were big enough, his hands that loved her, and his hands that could bring her out of the pit. And what was the pit? The pit was her striving, striving to please people, striving to make it right, striving uh, to be enough, striving to prove her worth, all the things that we tend to strive for when we are not fully rooted in our true identity in Christ as his beloved, just because we're his children, period. Um, so, all of this goes back to the Garden of Eden when sin entered the picture, death also entered in, maybe not literal death. Well, it was literal death um, because we were meant to spend eternity um, in paradise with God. That's what the Garden of Eden. Painted and it was in communion with God, nothing separating us, doing life with God. Um, But sin came, evil uh, tempted, and evil still tempts us to not trust what God says. It tempts us to eat off the tree of knowledge, of again trying to figure it out, doing it apart from God. That's our basic sin nature. And along with that came fear came, um, insecurity came shame. So along with that came control, trying to sh- cover up blaming, um, out of our shame, pointing the finger finger at each other. So this is the conundrum that the human, um, uh, experience has been since the garden of Eden and God had already paved away even in the midst of the sin to build a bridge and that's basically what the resurrection is it is a bridge between sin and god's love and reuniting us with original creation which we won't fully experience until we're in eternity with god because even though we physically die because of jesus because of his shed blood paid for our sin Paid uh, to have us have freedom and healing and eternal life with God. And so we will go full circle back into that Garden of Eden, so to speak, in the new creation. So the resurrection equals total liberation. Jesus died for our sins, paid with his blood. He was stripped of everything, he was stripped of his dignity. Any success he had, any validation, any pride, any, any well, he didn't have pride, but um, he was stripped naked, literally and and uh, figuratively. And so that gives us invitation because of his blood to be free of what enslaves us. And that's where our ego and pride comes in and the need for validation, the need to succeed, the need to compare The need to, um, you know, feel better than. So what is enslaving you? That's the question today. What is enslaving me? What have we not let go of? What have we not entered into fully and surrendered? What are we still holding on with one hand and reaching up to God with the other? And so that limits us. Let the cross and the resurrection be enough. The great I am is enough. And through the cross and resurrection, we have access to it. Honor God by being fully human. Warts and all, imperfections and all. Again, embrace that. Accept his perfection in exchange. God chose you. He chose you to be born. He chose you to be born right now in this time and space. And you may be questioning that and wondering, because a lot of people are going through a lot of hardships, but he chose you and he chose you to be in a love relationship with him today in order to partner with him, to let his purposes come to pass. And that is where we feel fully alive. So it's not just about him and serving him like some taskmaster master. It's about us becoming fully alive, no matter what we're going through. And that's the way He created us, and He wants us to live life. So He tells us in scriptures to ask and we shall receive, to ask, seek, and knock. And I have um, written in, in that scripture about the ask, seek, and knock that it is begging. It's like, don't stop. Just keep asking. Become aware of what we're holding on to that keeps us from the asking, even. Fear will keep us from asking. Um, lack of faith will keep us from asking, doubt will keep us from asking. And do you know that those are the things that the Bible says in Hebrews 4 that kept the Israelites out of the promised land, is that uh, lack of faith and fear and doubt. And God says in Hebrews 4, today's the day that you can enter into the promised land. And what is that? That is salvation through Christ and all the benefits that come from that. So if we are guarded by the Spirit, meaning protected by the Holy Spirit, we have nothing to fear. Uh, Everything that's happening is a yes and amen through Christ. Again, doesn't mean it feels good in our flesh, doesn't mean it is good in itself, but God will take it um, and weave it together for your good and for his glory. So if we are guarded and then we're guided by the Holy Spirit, all decisions lead to the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5 um, lists those out. The love, the joy, the peace, the patience, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering, and I think I'm missing one, (laughs) So go look it up for yourself and fact check me. How about that? As we accept his enoughness, Jesus's enoughness, God's enoughness, the great I am, and let go of our striving to try to be enough, then we get to enter into the rest, the peace that Christ Died for us to have that supernatural peace that surpasses understanding. Maybe you've had that experience, or you know somebody that's talked about that experience that even in the war situation, they feel God's peace undergirding them. I have another good friend who lost their daughter recently. Um, It was just tragic through. circumstances with flu and pneumonia and she was only 34 years old and this is the second daughter that has passed away and praise God um her daughter knew Christ and she believes she's in heaven and at she's free she's free of turmoil of this world and of the illness that she had um but she recounted to me recently the day that they took her off life support, but the peace that she had and has had since. And it is a supernatural peace. It was beyond her flesh, beyond what she could uh, muster up in her own self. Because, of course, as a mother, she was devastated and grieved mightily, still still is, But that peace is undergirding her and sustaining her and giving her hope and um, seeing all the goodness, even in the midst of that death. Also have friends that are battling uh, cancer that the doctors say is life uh, threatening, only has minimal life if chemo doesn't work and they have a piece that they're walking in that is supernatural and incredible and it enables them to minister to others, even as they're doing chemo and walking through the fire, so to speak. Um, that is the fruits of the Holy spirit. That is some of our legacy, some of the gifts that we get when we trade our, um, not enoughness for his enough for the great I am, so we can become more aware of God's presence in ourselves and in others as we walk in this enoughness. We can let go of attachments, like we've talked about, and what that does is help us love others better. It helps us love ourselves better because we're fully accepted in Christ. We don't have to posture or or fight to be loved. We just are. And in that, we have love that spills over into others. And we are more purely loving like Christ intended us to love. We can accept people, including ourselves, as they are, as we are, imperfect human beings, seeing others created by God in God's image. We all are created in God's image. We become sons and daughters when we accept him and his sacrifice on the cross. But every single person we encounter, good or bad or in between, what we think about them is created in God's image. And we're to see that. But the more we can be secure In God's love and in his acceptance and know that we're known and we're seen, then we can know and see others more purely. So we get to this place of um, acceptance, of peace, of exchanging and knowing that we've exchanged that enoughness or Holy Spirit has done that in us through prayer, through stopping, through listening, through taking time out. Again, why Silence. Solitude is an important spiritual practice. Um, don't always have to take a whole weekend or a whole day, but in order to practice it to know it, we do have to invest time in it. And then it becomes easier to do on the fly, so to speak. Psalm 46:10 is you know cease. it says be still and know that I am God. I have an old um, amplified version of that that I had written down. I I can't find it, but it it sat on my uh, table in my office for years and years and years because, A, God first used it for me and then, of course, used it for others. But the B still meant cease, striving, quit. Uh, I forgot what it was. I wish I could remember, but basically quit working, tr- quit trying to work it out. But the C striving is what always seared into my heart because striving was pretty much my middle name <laughs> at this point when he started working with me. So, We can do that. Um, We, I mean, meaning we can do that through him. He can do that for us as we tune our ears to him, as we look to him. I, I mean, my friend's image, I love that God painted for her that we're not, I didn't say, but in that pit, there was a ladder. And if she tried to climb up, she couldn't do it. If she tried to put one hand on the ladder, it didn't work. She had to put both hands in God's hands. And then um, she was able to get out of that pit of striving. So we um, allow him to do that in us. But I think about the scripture where Peter is called out of the boat and Jesus is walking on the water and he calls Peter out and Peter impet- impetuous Peter just walks on out. And, um, you know, he's like, OK, I'm going to do it because Christ offered it. And then he starts looking around, he starts looking down, he starts looking at his circumstances, so to speak, and starts sinking. And so the, the, so many lessons in that, but in this lesson that I I think about that as striving, you know, as long as we're looking at Jesus, we're looking at his word, we're looking at his promises, we're looking at what he spoke to us, we're hanging on to the images he's given us, the dreams, the visions, the the um, the testimony, whatever it is that he's giving you as an anchor of hope, um, his word is enough, but he he, in his graciousness, adds to that to make it even more personal, then we can be still and know. We can enter into that peace and rest that is our legacy in him through him, So let's live that today. Let that be a 2023 um, initiative uh, just to allow the Holy Spirit to have uh, you give him space and time. You pray, you trust Holy Spirit to work this out in you. You read his word, you know, Google rest, Google peace and look up scriptures um, and memorize some of those. But in this moment, um, take a deep breath, be still and know right now that your God loves you more than anybody. Think of the person here on earth that loves you the most and the best. Might be a grandparent, might be, you know, your spouse, might be a mom or a dad, maybe it's your dog or, you know. Whatever, whoever and however you feel loved the most, amplify that by more than we could count. And that is God's love and his acceptance of us and how much he desires to bring us into this place of peace and rest with him. So we can accept that this life here on this side of heaven has life and death. And we have to face that. And the more we face that with the hope of Christ and the enablement of the Holy Spirit, then we can still have joy and we can have peace and we can have rest. So let God be who he is for you. He already is. I can't change it. Might as well accept it and get the benefits from it. He's infinite. He's enough. He's able. He's your protector. He's the best lover you'll ever have. He's your provider. And the list goes on we are enough because he is enough rest there breathe deep and be free so lord jesus thank you so much that you have paid the price and we are enough because of your perfection and when we accept your perfection then we can be free to love others well to know that we're resting and secure in your love and provision and go out there and be solution and point other people to the solution for the ills and the worries and the hardships of this life knowing that there is a perfect eternal life for those who have accepted Christ's payment for their sins. So Holy Spirit, help us to live in that truth today and every day that you've chosen for us. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Well, you guys, good to be back with you. I pray for you. I hope you're doing well. And regardless of your situation, I pray you are thriving in the truth of who Christ is and what he's done for you. Look forward to catching up in the next few weeks. Um, We're going to be covering some kind of tough stuff. I'm also going to be doing some lighthearted interviews with some friends. Um, But uh, that's what life's about, right? The ups and downs, the hardships and the joys, and we're in it together. God bless. Have a great week.